Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another show of what is this pre match muti brought to you by Goal Lounge. We've got the usual suspects, Mosa, Nick, Wonga, and Silo. We have the Tottenham man missing. I think he's too afraid what's happening. I think he's focused on the, the Europa game tonight, but not, not Wonga. Wonga's got full faith in his team. That's why he's made an appearance. <laughs> he's talked about the weekend's showing that he's got full confidence in his team. Hey, Wonga. No, I do. Um... I see that they also. I see that the Aubameyang is not playing as well. Um, but yeah, definitely, I've got faith in Ketia, the young man. He's hungry for goals. Maybe one goal. <laughs> as long as you win. <laughs> yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna kick off with the the Wolves Newcastle game just because we know that one of the sides are busy in Europe this week and the other isn't. So they've had a lot of time to prepare. So Nick, what are the preparations happening there in Newcastle at the moment for this weekend's game? Wait, wait, Wolves not in Europe, eh? Oh, well, um, thank you, Silo. I was just making sure you're awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would have, yeah, I would have been happy if they were, but I think... I was uh, actually chatting chatting to my old man a few few minutes ago, and there was a blog, um, NUFC blog, actually did a poll with fifteen thousand fans, and I think there was a ninety five percent sort of uh, percent of the fans that actually want Steve Bruce out. Uh, they oh, think wow. that he's taken us to as as sort of as far as he can actually take us, because I mean, you know. If you look at us on paper, we we probably are a mid-table, maybe just in the in the top half if we're lucky, uh, with the squad players that we have. But they're just not being coached properly. So I'm a little bit concerned this weekend. Um, I do think Wolves. I watched them against Leeds on Monday night. They looked the real deal. I mean, Troy Traore was on the on the on the bench, and I mean, if if he can't even get a start there, that just shows you what sort of depth they've got. Um, yeah, they move the ball really well. Uh, they've they've got uh, willing runners. They defend as a team. Um, I think a lot of people have been speaking about Connor Cody and what sort of defender he's become. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the big, big four, big six come in for him pretty soon because I think he's got them defensively sound. Uh, Patricia at the back, and then they've got Jimenez up top. So I think it's it might be a bit of a long day for 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 my team. Um, but this is Newcastle United. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. We can rock up and we could probably uh, surprise all of us. So, yeah, I'm not too do, sure. Do you think the coach's job will hinge on these type of uh, results? I don't think so. I, I think Mike Ashley's got uh, a, another yes man. He's a cheap option. He's got um, probably a, a contract um, and he's happy to, to sort of stay in work for lack of better words. And he's lucky yeah. because he's actually coaching the team he supports. Um, oh, and okay. I, I strongly believe that if he really supports a team, he should be seeing what sort of crap he's putting out on the weekend and he should maybe step aside. Because if you're a true fan, you know, you, can't, you can take your team as far as you want to, but then you're milking it because then you're not actually doing it for the good of the club. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit weary, but 
as I say to you, that's I mean, it, I think it's been like one win, one loss, one draw, one win, one loss. So it's it's very up and down with us. Um, but it will be a long day against a really good Wolves team, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, and I liked your I liked your comment about Connor Cody um, and seeing the the centre half he's become because he actually started out as a centre mid and he was never going to break into the first team at Liverpool because he came through the academy at the ranks there. But obviously we had the likes of Alonso and Gerrard at the time, so it's funny how he's reinvented himself as a ball playing centre half. Which if he doesn't go to a big club, then I would be surprised to be honest. What they do mention quite often a lot of the pundits um, because obviously there's no fans at the moment. Um, you can hear him. So I know Sky Sky Sports have an option where you can turn off the fan sounds. I think yeah, in South Africa we, we don't really have that option. Um, but you can hear Connor Cody apparently for 90 minutes. He just does not shut up and he's just organizing, making sure. And I actually heard this comment first when he actually played for England. And they said the whole of Wem Wembley is, is echoing with Connor Cody's voice because he's just shepherding. <laughs> And, and, you know, if I had to compare them in terms of a leadership, compare him with, and I'm going to have a go at, at, not a go at him, but you compare him and Harry Maguire, it's like chalk and cheese. Maguire looks a little bit scared, a little bit Didn't nervous. Connor, he's confident in himself. He's loud. He's present. He's he's willing to get onto the ball. And I, it just shows you the difference between a player with loads of confidence and one who's who's probably a little bit depleted um, in, in, in that department. Yeah, and it's, it's one that's being backed as well by everyone. He feels the belief. He feels the support from the coach. Yeah. And he's also he's, he's built into that role because he came through the yeah. ranks um, or through the different leagues with Wolves and he's stuck in it. So he's very much part of the fabric now of the club in yeah. comparison to your Harry Maguire who's had to come in and just be the big shoes as opposed to fully fall into the big shoes, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that, no, that is an interesting... So, I mean, they beat a good team on, 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 on Monday. I mean, Leeds, Leeds have shown that they can mix it up with the big boys. So, I think Wolves, I mean, we're talking, we spoke on Tuesday night about teams that could potentially, this might be the year, the opportunity for maybe a random team again, another Leicester City to go on and go and do something. You know, you can't write off Wolves. Um, defensively, look good. They've got a good goalkeeper. Um They've got good ball players in the midfield. They've got goals in them. They've got willing runners. They've got pace, power. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them fighting for at least a top four. Why not? Especially with the inconsistent season that, that it's been. Um, for, for my team, I think it might just be a matter of can we can we stay in the game? That's generally the plan. Can you stay in the game to 70 minutes? Maybe we've got we've got a goal. We've got goals in, in Callum Wilson. We've got delivery with Fraser. We've got Maximum. Yeah, yeah, we've got, we've got on our day, we've got some game changers, but it's just I don't think they're really being coached into a, a really, uh, we don't really have a, a tactic or a strategy of how we would play, because if it doesn't really work as plan A, plan B sort of falls away. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I think we hopefully get a draw, maybe a win. Um, but I yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if, if Wolves go on and dominate it. Like you're, you're ready to check the coach. Yeah. He's I'm, been I'm asking. asking. <laughs> <laughs> How many years does he have left in his contract? I don't even know. I think he, I think he signed a, a three-year deal initially, so he must be two years, two two seasons left. But I mean, he's he's just he's just there because of Ashley. Um, and he's an easy he's an easy deal uh, to get over the line. It was a bit of a scramble. You lose Rafa Benitez. Oh, let's go get the saviour, Steve Bruce. 
the guy with the most relegations, um, the guy with the, the, the worst win rate in the Premier League ever, um, because he needs a job, you know. You know I, I will say this great. though, Nick. I will say this: if if that Saudi deal had gone through, I would have yeah. loved to have seen. I don't think it would have happened, but Anunu Espiritu Santo from Wolves be yeah. the man to, to take charge of Newcastle. Like I just that. feel like it's the perfect sort of club for a man like that. Hundred percent, and I mean. I think Mourinho had just gone to Mourinho had just gone to Spurs. But if yeah. you if you follow Mourinho's story, Mourinho's got a, a love for Newcastle that I think not many people know up until recent recent times. But so Bobby Robson, who is a Geordie and he obviously coached us, taught him everything he knew. Um, yeah, and, and parking the bus and, and oh. yeah, I mean <laughs> he, he was a Geordie. <laughs> what, did, what, did what did he say? I think he's got a. I think Vias Boas also worked under um, uh, Sir Bobby Robson. So I think it is an attractive club if the project is right. Um, Saint Maximum said something quite interesting when he signed his new deal that um, he is now ready and focused after discussing Newcastle's project um, and what they have planned for the next couple of years. If if what anything, is okay. is that before <laughs> the, the deal got <laughs> removed. Someone's a good salesman there at Newcastle. That's what <laughs> going There's one or two things. He's either, he's either been told that the deal might go through with either Saudi or an American owner or, or something like that, mm. or yes. potentially he's just been sold dreams and Steve Bruce is all of a sudden going to become a good manager. Um, <laughs> and he's just really stupid. Um, or he's maybe just chased the money. He's... The Look, thing man, is, if I he gets think... game time, if he gets game yeah. time, you know, it's, it's enough for the club will sell a player like that if he's done well 100%. enough. The only thing is, yeah. like with the yeah. tactics of the club, he's not necessarily going to shine as much as he would if he went yeah, to another man. side, like a Sheffield or, or, you know. I think yeah. he, I think also that just drives his price up. Uh, so when we do sell him, if his contract's a bit bigger, yeah. you know, then his, his price just becomes a bit, bit, bit larger. True. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, we've got a mediocre coach. We've got, some mediocre players, but we've got game changers on their day. Um, and I can see us scoring. I just don't see us keeping them out. Of the, I, I, I don't see us keeping a clean sheet. So we'll just have to hold thumbs and um, you never know. The Geordie luck might be on our side. So fingers crossed. Well, for you, let's hope it's because uh, you didn't get your birthday gift over the weekend. So let's hope no. it's a, a belated birthday gift this weekend. I doubt yeah. it very much, but let's hope so. 100%. Yeah. Are we going to give predictions now? Do you want me to give my no, prediction? No, 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 no. Predictions at the end. Don't, don't. You're getting too excited. You see, he's already wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's, he's coming up brazen. You know what happened last week with the United prediction? You're giving me time to think about it. You're giving me time to think about it. It sounds like a loss already, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never say we'll lose. I'll never say. Um, we're going to move over to the next game where both teams are participating as we speak in the Europa League uh, the Arsenal versus Leicester game. Now, game. yeah, <laughs> one team managed by Arteta, the other managed by Brendan Rodgers, both good managers. Obviously, you can say the one's got more experience in the form of Brendan Rodgers and a decent squad. Yeah. So, what do you guys think is going to happen with this? Arsenal, let's start with Wonga because this is his team. What's happening in terms of injuries? What's happening? Obviously, there's the whole Uzel debacle that now is officially leaving the club. Where, where, where are you at with all of this? Yeah, you see, with, with the Uzel one is a difficult one, eh? Um, because I know they, I know, like, 
Uzo had that whole rant on Facebook. I'm sure everyone um, on Reddit basically saying, if you just summarize it, it's just, um, I'm, I don't want to summarize it just I mean, just for time's sake and not uh, the significance of the can post. I, but, can I want, yeah, I want to actually find out what actually happened with Arsenal and Uzo because that's a quality talent that the world should be seeing and witnessing more of, you know? I think it started when he started making up uh, comments, and I don't even think, but at this start, when he made comments about the Muslims and uh, how the Chinese were, um, were, 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 let's say, I mean, oppressing them, basically. Um, he made comments, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he is, he, he is a Muslim himself. Um, and then he made comments yeah. about that. And then I think... Uh, if I remember correctly, it, it wasn't the, the, the board immediately, well, Arsenal, let's say, they separated themselves from Uzo's comments. You understand? Yeah, like, listen, but regarding the, the genocide, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. this, the Uga genocide, one of the things, yeah. one of the many things he spoke, spoke up against. Yes. And then when Uzo made comments about that, saying it's wrong, you know, um, Arsenal separated themselves from Uzo. Basically, said those, basically, his comments are his comments. It doesn't reflect what the board is uh, saying and what, what, and all that stuff. And then I think from there, literally, literally from there, everything went downhill. I mean, you didn't see him on the pitch. Everyone was, uh, and I mean, his game performance after that, also not, also on and off, on and off. But the fact remains, I mean, he, he wasn't, he, you, could, you could see him and the club weren't one anymore, but he always wanted to fight for the club, as he was saying there. And true, he's been following what he's saying the whole time. He kept on saying that he's pushing for his, his, uh, his place, his place. But... Then after listening to Arteta as well now, he said, um, Arteta just spoke, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure if it was yesterday or today, but I saw he, I saw it today myself, um, where he responded to what Uzul was saying, and he basically said that um, he gave Uzul, um, I mean, the right opportunity, I mean, the same opportunity as everyone else. He gave his, uh, he, he says that he can basically, basically, I mean, sleep with no troubles at night. It's not an easy decision, but he can sleep knowing that he's made the, the, the right decision. And I mean, based on merit, that's what Oteta is saying. Um, and yeah. So that's interesting. That's what... Are you saying he, because remember when Oteta took over, Uzo was getting game time. Yes, so are you saying yes. he's happy with the fact that he's not playing because Uzo wasn't as a, up to the standard that he was expecting? Or is, is that what you're saying? That's what Oteta is saying. That is exactly what I'm not, I'm not saying I'm choosing a side. I'm choosing, that's why I say it's a difficult one. That's what Oteta is saying. So Uzo is saying he's tried his best. Or to just say yeah. that no, Ozil didn't qualify according to what we wanted. But and, and, and you know that's an interesting point because if you're looking at Ozil, Ozil isn't the type of player to fit, say, Jurgen Klopp's tactics or a, yeah. Arteta's tactics from that perspective. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not. He's not suited or get up from that way. He's not going to work his ass off for like a 90 minute game. He's going to do it through yes. spells. He's that creative guy. who's going to float around. He's the type of guy I would hate to play with, by the way. But yeah. you know, other guys enjoy. Um, so yeah, I can see why he said that. Can, in I, terms of- can I give you a bit of insight with, um, so there's actually a funny story and I'll summarize it quickly, but one of the masseuses at Arsenal actually works for the Scottish FA. So I've actually met him when I've done my UEFA license last year. And I asked him, because there was already tension before the beginning of the season last year. And I remember Ramsey left and there was questions as to why he wasn't given a contract and I just asked, what's the deal there? Um, I think Emery was still in charge. And Ozil stayed. And Ozil not being moved away from the squad or them selling him had to do with a, a board decision that included Adidas as their sponsor because yeah. he is the face of Adidas in Germany. 
And Adidas, if I'm not mistaken, is a German company. So in terms of him getting his big contract, in terms of them not offloading him, was more of a business decision rather than actually a football well, yeah. decision. And, well, yeah, and it, and it 100% was. It's, 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 yeah, it was. It was. Quite, it was yeah, it was affecting the marketing, the marketing perspective. Him coming out and saying the comments that he said was affecting the Asian market, the Middle East market. And they, I mean, you got to take into consideration when you're looking at Asia right now. It's, it's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a growing market in a sense from a footballing perspective and the merchandise and the marketing. That's where a lot of funding is going towards. So for them to not be able, it's called a global audience. That's part of, we global fans. From this perspective, we global fans, obviously, their interest in terms of coming to South Africa isn't great enough because let's face it, when we leave all our lights on during the day, we don't even affect global warming. That's how bad it is down here. But in Asia, yeah. you know, the foot traffic is immense. So if they didn't yeah. want to say anything, he said the one thing. Then it became very convenient to be like, well, he isn't as hardworking as the other players. He doesn't fit strategically or tactically. Ah, let's just yeah. dump this guy. So, yeah, but, so but, to your point, but the thing, exactly. But the thing, the thing is as well is that after he made the comments about um, the Muslims uh, that were being affected in China, um, he continued to play. He was continually picked. Um, yeah. But when they stopped picking him was, um, I think, just before lockdown was obviously the last time he played. So, and during lockdown, what happened is that they asked, they asked the Arsenal players to take a pay cut. And he said, okay, um, what are you guys going to do with the money? Uh, where's the money going to go to? And he was saying, no, I don't want to take, take a pay cut. And since then, he's yeah. never been seen. He was seen on the bench once with an umbrella. Um, where he made the, 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 I think he made the first squad lockdown. But since then, he's never been on the field. So obviously, it's the whole um, um, China issue and then the pay cut issue where he refused to take a pay cut. So those two issues yeah. together, you know, probably like, let's just, we need to make an example with this guy and just like cut him out. And I agree. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I see that that's, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, you could see, I mean, anyone watching the events and seeing what happened, you could see that, I mean, that was, I mean, leading to, I mean, Uzo's demise. But he also um, was staying positive as well. Um, but like I say, it is a tough, it is a tough thing. Um, if you're looking at, like, from Arsenal, I know many Arsenal fans are outraged and uh, Uzo is a good player. But the truth of the matter is, um, we don't, we don't see what's happening. I mean, we don't, I'd like to see, I mean, Uzo be training and stuff. And also, when, when Arteta's speaking as well now, he's not telling us, when he says, you know, he's given opportunity, it's just on the face value. I'd really be interested to see, like, what exactly does he mean by that, that he's been given opportunity? You know what I mean? Then it clarifies things for us on our side of it when we are uh, talking up, uh, when we talk about this. And another thing as well, just on, on, on the side note, I know it's not being comfort, uh, focused on Austin, but I also was reading something about um, people who are of, of the opinion that the number 10 is sort of like, especially now in modern football, someone exactly like Ozil, he's not going to give you a defensive job, he's not a striker, but he can definitely help um, um, uh, link up the unlock, midfield. And unlock defenders. Yeah, but they're saying people are, some people are of the opinion that modern football, that number 10 position is dying out. Um, and people are trying to move away from that. Everyone in the team needs to work forward and back. That's what people are of opinion. Yeah. And, that's, no, and case in point would be a Delhi Ali. You can't get game time at Spurs. Same sort exactly. of Exactly. You see, they, they, they're good players. We see them. We like them. Uh, but they don't do the work. I mean, and, but then another one is if you look at uh, uh, Thiago, um, he could play... I, I don't know what. Hey, Marcus is in the house. Sorry, Wonga. What's up, Marcus? What up, Marcus? Cla- Cla- hey, is a fan. 
I hear what you say, Wonga. Um, yeah. I think the thing is that the the like each position, right? Um, over time, right? So the number ten is 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 developing, you know. And, um, you know, and number ten now isn't just a, a passer of the ball or a goal scorer. He needs to also be um, do well defensively, you know. what I mean, and then so like a, a defensive mid is no more like the Makalele defensive mid. Needs to be a defensive mid, also pass the ball, you know, who can distribute, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess each position changes with the time, you know. What I mean, you know, right backs yeah. now that they bomb down on the on the right wing, on the on the right on the right left backs as well. So I guess every single position does change. But also still, man, I think he he is a type of player that Arsenal still do need. Um, yes, you know, that, that, that creative force is needed, man, because cool, who's creative in, in, in the Arsenal team? Um, we can say William, we can say Sabios, but then that's that's basically about it because then the others what? are, are pretty much attackers. I think with the, the jersey number 10, I think like um, what what I've always learned or heard from people mentioning before was that um, generally world football follows uh, the, the styles and the, the, the um, formations that the teams that win the World Cup uh, portray. Uh, so you'll find like um, in, in, in maybe 10 years ago, you'd find Spanish football was at its home and you'd find uh, that number 10 uh, role would have been uh, diminishing. You'd have a number 6 and an 8 like uh, Iniesta and Xavi in there. And then afterwards, you'd find World Cup winners like Germany um, in the realm where it's also kind of tricky to point out, point out the number 10. Ozil was that kind of player for them and um, that's why it is such a tricky thing as well. Whereas France won recently and then you can you can't really signify where the number 10 is in that structure. So it's like it follows those type of, in my uh, understanding of football, it follows those type of um, trends and flow of uh, who's winning competitions and how do they form up and how do you then try and approach it, uh, in a sense. That's why Silo thinks Firmino is a defensive striker <laughs> because yeah. um, currently well, they, they play that like type of football, which is, um, uh, it wins, it wins a lot. And they don't yeah, have an out and out. And it, it speaks to it speaks to Kane, for example, also changes his game yeah. to that sort of perspective. Except he's offering more than what Bobby's doing at the time because he's still getting he's coming deeper and he's playing balls in behind. So it does when you've got a striker or number nine traditionally I, doing that I, in the game. Can I just address these guys? I'm wearing a Kaiser Chiefs shirt to show that uh, the PSL hundred percent fair. He's a confused guy. It's all right. We're talking about the Premier League. The guy brings out a PSL shirt. We don't know what's going on. But coming back to the whole number 10 thing, the number 10 role becoming redundant is to the fact that your traditional number nine is offering more to that number 10 role than what a traditional number 10 is doing. But Wonga, just to get back onto to the railroads here in terms of the less than Arsenal game, what do you think is going to happen between these two sides? You've got Vardy in the other end and you've got an organized Arteta side. So do you think there's going to be enough there? Or how do you think this is all going to shake down? Yo, Claudio, um... Yes, you know, I'm always on the fence, but definitely I, I want um, 
my team to take this one. I think they can do it. Um, Leicester, Leicester, they are. I mean, they've shown, yeah, they they are they, they can score their goals, but they also got their weaknesses at the back. Um, I haven't looked at the stat, but I'm pretty sure Arsenal's conceded less than Leicester this um, yeah. start of the league. Um, so mm -hmm. I think defensively, you are doing a good job uh, starting. Um, for me, I think the, the I keep on forgetting about him is uh, Martinelli. Um, he's I know he's making his way back to recovery. Um, I don't think he'll feature in this next game, but yeah, he's also um, um, one player. That, I mean, Arsenal. I mean, we sometimes think. I mean, up front, I think he's one player that I'd like to see. I would have liked to see in a match like this um, because he's going to be. <laughs> if, if I had him and Aubameyang, I think, I think that would be, um, yeah, that would be a, a good strike force. I mean, put a lot of defenders under pressure. Martinelli um, loves doing that, and if he's got Aubameyang behind him as well, Pete. Uh, I think that's a, a good strike force for Arsenal. But uh, yeah, I think I think defensively we'll be able to do the job against Leicester. Jamie Vardy, yeah, I mean, on his day, if he, yes, he'll just hit the ball. He'll close his eyes and hit the ball and he'll go in the back of the net, uh, score amazing goals. But I, I honestly do think Arsenal, Arsenal has what it takes to win the game. Is, is, oh. is, is Vardy uh, fit? Because obviously he didn't play the last game. Um, the best played against uh, Villa, so I'm wondering. And also, um, what's that? Um, their centre back uh, Soyonchu just got injured, and he's out for three months. So they've got some oh. some injuries. Um, you know, Soyonchu, Didi's out. Um, so I think obviously, uh, Arsenal will obviously, you know, have already an advantage. Like, yeah, going into the game, you know, where their where their best defensive minded players are are, are not available. It'll be interesting to see if Vardy's available. Yeah, is Obama no, Young available? Uh, but I'm also not too sure. He's not playing today. That's what I know. Okay. He's not playing today. Yeah, and they're That's just for a score we'll update for the Europa League. They're currently nil-nil at the moment at halftime, Arsenal. Yeah. And I'm getting feedback. They're saying that they're playing horrible. But, ah, I mean, sadly, any of the players are there. I oh, watched like 10, mi 10 minutes of Arsenal again. Europa League. But also what I've noticed as well is that, I mean, Arsenal, we've looked at them as a, I mean, during the ages, you know, Arsenal as a as a high-scoring team, fluid-flowing football. I think that is there still, uh, um, the fluid football is still there, but based on the, I mean, the, the results I've seen this season, I think it looks like they're just trying to to get themselves organised um, and playing their way of their football. Um, if they win 1-0, 2-0, that's fine, but it doesn't look like they, I, I wouldn't say they're free-scoring. No, nah, no, no. I, I think this season and the next, towards the end of the last season and this season, it's all about getting the results for them, building their confidence, yeah. get back the winning attitude yeah. and winning culture back on board, and then they can start building from there. Um, but, guys, Mateus is not here today, Matinho, because he broke a football or he broke a window at home playing soccer. And like I said, I think he used up his football token for the day. So <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't come on the show tonight. But Burnley Spurs, Matt, I'm going to throw this your way. You think Mourinho is going to bounce back after that result last week? You were talking about his psychology and addressing the players and not accepting what happened last week. Do you think that's going to filter through this weekend? Are they going to concede a goal this weekend? So I don't. I, I think my my name's not Matt. Uh, I'll correct yeah. you. <laughs> Remember who he is. Who is that guy? No, I said I was throwing it. Next way, I said Matt was. 
He said, man. Anyway, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll take this one. But it's these generic English names, bro. Like Nick, Matt, John, I don't know. Like... <laughs> he did this on Tuesday. He did yeah. this on Tuesday. He did. He did. I work better with like mm. a Roberto, Firmino, Sergio, you know, that's, that's my sort of, anyway, sorry. Okay. I, do think, I do think um, I, I, we spoke about how Mourinho needed to sort out. Um, I was quite vocal about the fact that I thought two of the goals were so avoidable in the sense that they just yeah. lacked like clear and, and, um, uh, obvious sort of clearances that just needed to be helped on into the other half. Instead, they were rashly uh, headed or um, fouls given away where it was just given opportunities for, um, for for West Ham to get back into the game. So I do think he'll address that. I think, I mean, Musa and Claudio, you played under pressure, pressure games where, you know, we used to have those training sessions where, I think Coach Van used to say, never concede, never concede. And, you know, it, it was such a victory for us not to concede those uh, in those sessions because, you know, if you're not conceding goals, and Mourinho said that already, if you don't concede, you're not going to lose. So yeah. that has been a problem for the last couple of... Um, I would say in, in Mourinho's reign, it's been a problem. Um, following his story there, he's he hasn't got the right formula right, right now at the back. And I think... That's why we're starting to see a few changes. Um, but he will definitely address it. Um, Attacking-wise, they've got all the qualities. I mean, they've got so much depth. And if they can keep that squad fit, I fear... I don't fear... I, I would fear them as, a, as, as an opponent. But I, I, I definitely think, genuinely think, that they've got a chance to, to challenge this year. Um, and challenge quite, quite high up, up, up and, and maybe a top two, top three position. Um, so this weekend will be very interesting. They play in a team that hasn't ha- hasn't got off the market. Um, however, they're very hard to break down. They sit deep. Uh, Sean Dyche has them very organised, um, but their firepower should be enough to break them down. Are they able to not concede? Because what do they Burnley play off? They play off second balls. They play off set pieces. They're in your face. And if you're going to be nice, guys, I think uh, Mourinho said that he's like. You guys are a bunch of nice guys. He said this last season to them. He says he wants a bunch of bastards. He says he needs a bunch of bastards out there. So they need to play ugly when they need to play ugly. And it will be very interesting this weekend. I think they will have enough for Burnley. Um, I think Burnley's course in the Premier League is coming to its end. And I think it's uh, it's a little bit evident already with their... Feeble, sort of feeble performances, um, and I think they they're very predictable, um, and their players are probably of the standard of a, of, of a half decent championship team. So I see Spurs coming out with a victory. Um, I think Mourinho would have addressed everything he needed to, um, and if they don't, I would be worried then as a Spurs fan because it's all good and proper going to score three, four goals a game, but if you're not keeping them out, you, you you're not going to get the points required. It'll um, be against so, his yeah. whole philosophy, in a sense. It'll go against Mourinho's whole approach. Like 100%. The type of coach that would win one, one nils, two nils, make it a very tough outing for his opponents before he concedes a loss. Yeah. And but if, I think and they, class, they have the firepower now. They yeah. have the firepower to actually put Burnley on the back foot. And at, at some point, you, it feels as if at some point, 
in the game. If if it happens early in the game where Burnley break defense and um, do concede, it will be a, an exhibit, uh, kind of an exhibition match for for yeah. Tottenham. Uh, because they'll have all that firepower to show. They have to show it all. I think it is interesting. I mean, they've got, like you've said, they've got all the firepower to go and actually be one of the best front threes or attacking fours in the Premier League. Um, so you would think it's an easy, easy task then. Just sort the sort the back line out. Sort that, yeah. that, that 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 block in front of the in front of the back four out. Sort your your communication between your goalkeeper and your uh, middle two. So uh, uh, two centre backs. So I mean, for me, I think Mourinho will get it right. I told you guys this in, in uh, I think two episodes ago. I think he doesn't go anywhere without actually doing uh, something and eventually winning something. So I think he will get it uh, get it right. And I think he would he wouldn't have slept this whole week. Knowing what he threw away last week. Um, well, he's yeah. come out. He's come out with a tweet on his Instagram post saying three balls, three goals yeah. we conceded against West Ham. The three amazing goals we scored against them, or the two Europa Europa leagues I have in my pocket, and the third yeah. one that I'm ready to fight for. So he's already thought yeah. about that, and he's like, "Screw this! This was just a, a blow on the radar, and I'm going to make it right." right. So he's already coming yeah. up with yeah. sort of statements. Probably the best uh, best uh, opponent to also get, to be fair. Um, <laughs> away from home, but it is the best opponent to get. At least they're not, you know, bouncing back from uh, dropping those three points against a, a Man City or, or a Liverpool. Um, so yeah. he's got an opportunity to go rectify himself. I think Bale, Gareth Bale coming in can actually settle in. Um, yeah. Whether or not they'll start that front three, I'm not too sure. He did look a little bit... Uh, I don't, he looked like he he was huffing and puffing a bit um, after a couple he's, of starts. He's, he's, start, he's starting tonight. So I just saw a lineup. He's, he's starting. He's starting the front three with Lucas and a new striker uh, Vinicius. So so yeah, it'll be how many minutes can play. What if he, does. he comes out of it and he does all right, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes with that front three. Um, with the, a, with a Kane and a Son, though, you can't forget oh, those two bad boys. That's, that's a cane and a son sounds like two weapons, boy. It's like yeah. the cane, you've got the cane in the one hand and you've got the son. I don't know what the son could be. Maybe like a ninja <laughs> star. <laughs> <coming up>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think it should be a comfortable one for them. And I think they will get back to back to their best. Um, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he, he makes any changes at the back. I think I had highlighted uh, Sanchez and Oreo making... Two very unnecessary mistakes. Just not clearing the ball and and fouling in an area when the game's done. The players face. But he's his got own that. Goal. He's got that in his game. Uh, Oreo's like, and that's why they were actually trying to replace him. They were trying to yeah. get rid of him, and uh, for some reason they didn't. I don't think they managed to bring anyone in. But it's because yeah. he has that. Yeah, they got him. They. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they got him in. But you know what happened to Wise? Then Oreo starting ahead is Darty to have an injury. No, no, I think I think especially in the in the last game is that Doherty played uh, three ninety minutes for Northern Ireland in the international, uh, whereas Oria played I think like one and a half. One. So I think he was more fresh, and Oria had a great game against Man United. Yeah. So that's the thing with Oria, Oria is, is that is that you don't know what you'll get on the day. You'll get like one of the best right backs ever, or yeah. get like a guy who makes errors. You know. They um, tactically. So they tactically use Aurea. When they play Aurea, they use that sort of... They, uh, Marina gives him freedom to play very close to to the front three. The front actually. line. 
Um, yeah, and you you normally find him, especially when the ball's developing on the one side. He's he finds himself in the box, um, like, either yeah. for another cutback or for an opportunity to score, which he did recently. Um, they don't they don't necessarily do that on the other side, and it normally just sort of it's, it sort of mitigates his risk um, in terms of the transition. Um, and they, they'll normally just, because of his pure pace, or he is so quick and powerful, and, and sometimes maybe he's probably better as like an attacking player. When he defends, he worries me a little bit because he bites in areas where he doesn't need to and gives away unnecessary fouls. Um, but he's very effective going forward. He's technically very good. He's got a good strike on him, a good cross, and obviously loads He's of got pace. a bit of, I think the only downfall is the fact that he's got a bit of a Kyle Walker in him. And I'm so glad, yeah. you know what, we should have we should have had... Uh, <laughs> Why is that a downfall? <laughs> a Kyle Walker, man. That guy's, how experienced is he? He does something stupid <laughs> every time. Like, he just, he's got that loose cannon yeah, vibe about him. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, so so thank you very much, Nick, who was our mat for tonight. Um, we need to get your spare um, spur shirt just in case. Um, before before we move on, I do like the fact that you mentioned that um, Burnley do look on their way out. They kind of have the Stoke vibe about them now, where they've had their run in the Premier League and it's about time to dip out. And to Marcus's point in terms of them not having the fans, it just shows the big difference that the fans make for a club like Burnley. Um, yeah. But we're going to move on. But tell the next me, game. Yeah, uh, you tell me now with the Liverpool uh, sort of what's the feeling at the moment? You know, it's been it's been two weeks since the horrendous um, or three weeks since the horrendous sort of seven-two. Um, very strange game against Everton, and I've been I've been looking at this one thinking you need to come back here and. I don't know how how what's the camp feeling like, Claudio. You, you, need you guys did very well to get a draw against Everton, if you ask me, man. That was a very good. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That was the, and, the and, talk for for Tuesday, Mosa. If you were there, and, and, so we're not going to. You did very well yesterday to M on in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, man. I think I think a lot of positives need to come out from the 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 game yesterday. I think. Obviously, it was all doom and gloom after the news with uh, Virgil van Dijk. That's one of the yeah. things, unfortunately, when you have one of the, if not the best player in the world at centre-half getting injured for the whole season, you are going to start rethinking and ticking the boxes and there's going to be a bit of a panic from the fans' perspective. Um, but the positives last night was that we do have our best cent or second-best centre-half in the likes of Fabinho. Him and Gomes had a good run out together. Um, it's going to be good to see them build on this this relationship. And they also brought on two... Uh, they played two youngsters. They had um, Curtis Jones come in at, as a 19-year-old. They also had Rice Williams, another centre-half, who, by the way, I don't even think he had much of a preseason. They were playing other players, and all of a sudden he's in the first team. So he got some game time, which is great for the Champions League. Um, the game in itself, I mean, the, the conditions weren't the great greatest. It was wet. We had a dodgy... It was a super jammy goal, but, you know, we'll take it. And one of the best things about the whole game yesterday was that they took off Firmino, Salah, and Mane off at the same time. And they brought on Jota, Minamino, and Shakiri, who thankfully actually didn't land up leaving in the end. So and when, as soon as those three players came on, we had workhorses and they grafted and there was, we had energy again. And it was, that, it was a bit of a gamble from Klopp, but at the end of the day, it paid off in a sense that yeah. he's now got squad depth, whereas last season all we had was Origi. If it wasn't working, we brought on Origi and things didn't get better. It just got 
you know, probably got worse half the time. Nothing yeah, against yeah, Origi, but title goal, man. You need to. Hey, he's, he's got he's got a compa- You know, he's got the stat for making the most appearances off the bench for Liverpool, by the way, and scoring some goals. So he's almost like uh, he's Liverpool's version of Ole Gunnar Gunnar Solskjaer. So that's all right. And he does he does actually score a lot of goals like from the bench. Does, against Barca, he scored in the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just doesn't. Sorry, yeah. man. Do you think, though, that, I mean, the tricky one coming from two sort of, you drop points in the last two league games, you kind of needed to get that winning, winning feeling back, no matter how it was, you know. Um, it was a scrappy yeah. goal, yeah, you got the victory, you know. I think that's going to hold you in good stead going forward. I mean, it's yeah. fortunate that you had the European game because going into your third game against Sheffield United, ideally, you, more than likely, you are going to win the game, but... I think that might settle any nerves that anyone possibly had. Um, mm. I don't know if you agree with me. No, um, and, and, a clean, and, and a clean sheet is important for Adrian's confidence. Well, yeah. listen, Adrian had had one. <laughs> the classic Adrian. He had one or two moments again last night. There was literally a moment where he clatters. Gomes is trying to usher the ball out and he comes in flying out of nowhere and Gomes just pulls his face like, bro, what the hell are you doing? You can see he's, he's lost the rest of the team. Yeah, man, he like this guy in the post, he just pick it up. <laughs> just yeah, dude, and you can funny. see he's he's definitely lost. He's lost the the team, but you know, oh, thankfully, he's, thankfully, but you it's know just what's most cloudy about that is that even after that, like uh, Adrian didn't see he didn't do anything wrong. Like his face was like, okay, I done the right thing, and just went back. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the thing that I was about to say is that you know thankfully he's one of those goalkeepers where it just doesn't matter what happens to him he can have the biggest blunder but he'll come out being like hey he's contributed to the team like he even had a tweet after the game where he posted a picture of one of the saves that he made he's like oh I love playing in this team and I love the contributions that I make like I made this save and afterwards we went to go score and we won the game I'm like how's this like he only sees the glass half full so that oh that works goodness. well for him um, but, but to <laughs> Too, what was what Nick was asking in terms of the winning confidence and the feeling, getting the feeling back in the camp. I think what is super, super exciting is that, I mean, this is hardly this is going to be another outrageous statement. So you know me, if we if I don't say something crazy in the episode, then you know it's just not worth shooting. But can we do a drum roll to this one, please? Can yes, yes, please. Someone, roll? someone, give it, someone, someone. <laughs> Dyke in getting injured might have been a bit of a blessing in disguise for us. Oh, that's outrageous. Another that's one. Right. Another <laughs> outrageous one. That's, that's actually right. better than... I mean, better that's than, the most outrageous Better than I expected. That's the most outrageous <laughs> Wow. Okay. I let, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Is that now all of a sudden, what happened as soon as he got injured? Everyone's like, oh, the title's gone for Liverpool. That's the first thing. Second okay. thing is... Now the players, Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp in specific, uh, specifically, responds better as an underdog. So okay. the pressure and stuff, now you've got these players that know they don't have this guy at the back, so they're going to have to work a little bit harder than what they were working. So we kind of tapered off towards the end because we were champions. Now we know we don't have the big man at the back. Everyone's going to have to put in an extra 10%. We've got a bit of squad depth. We Currently, looking right now, we've got seven players out injured for yesterday's game. The likes of Van Dijk, Matip didn't play. We've got Oxlade-Chamberlain, who didn't play. We've got, who is it? Simikas wasn't even there. Keita wasn't there. And obviously, Thiago wasn't there. But we've got Thiago coming back on the weekend, hopefully, and Allison. So as for the Sheffield game, it should be easy work. And I think they'll just pick up where they left off, to be honest. And I think, again, this is actually going to be something that just unifies the team. So that's that's overall my thinking. Yeah. Those think- are very solid points, but... 
you can't underestimate the, the value that uh, Van Dijk has brought to Liverpool at in any degree because before he was there, Liverpool was a very strong team with very similar players, but they weren't um, the, the shop wasn't closed at the back. And that, yeah. it opens that, that, that problem up again. Look, I'm not saying we're going to go run off and score 100 points or 90-something points this season. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying from a team morale perspective, it gives them more. Because remember, everyone was saying beginning of the season, Liverpool, what's their motivation now? They've just had two back-to-back killer seasons. What's the motivation? Now in this situation, they've got someone to play for. They got You know how strong something like that is for a team. The culture of the team is a unifying factor. And behind that, I mean, you saw how de- devastated they all were with Jurgen Klopp saying, you know, this is my son. Everyone else saying, this is my brother. So they've got a family member to fight for. And that's all I'm saying. Nick, you wanted to say something? Yeah. There's an opportunity there for, um, when you said they played a youngster last night, there's now an opportunity for guys to step up. Um, you know, players are going to get opportunities now. And, um, you know, you know, Virgil Van Dijk is the the, the man. He is Mr. Yeah. Liverpool. He he he, not single-handedly, but he was a big contributor to you guys winning whatever you won. But there's now an opportunity for <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah, whatever that was. I don't know about winning. So I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think you know, there's an opportunity for guys to kind of prove their worth. Um, and I think Jurgen Klopp will be p- pounding that into their heads to say, "Listen, we can't cry over spilt milk. You know, no. we are champions. We got to defend what we what what we um, are crowned with. And at the end of the day, those players need to step up. They're getting paid a, a salary to to, and their work is to to perform." And they need to work now. And I, I would see it as an opportunity. You said a 19-year-old played last night. I didn't watch. Um, two, two. I, so Curtis Jones and the and other I'll, one is also teenager. I'd be licking my lips saying, you know, why not? You know, Virgil van Dijk's not coming back for a while. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it was the centre-back that came in, uh, 19-year-old. Yeah, 19-year-old. Uh, the 19-year-old started Curtis Jones as centre-mid and then the, yeah, the other mid. one was the centre-half, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'd be licking my lips, and you know what? You might find your next, your next uh, young up-and-coming Scarza, who's who's going to be the next, the next captain of Liverpool in the next couple of years. You know, so well, that should be Trent, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You you know what I mean, though. I mean, you've yeah, got an opportunity yeah, to 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 see what's being groomed, you know, and yeah, um, it is it is going to be a lot difficult, a lot more difficult. I think we've established that, but I can understand what you mean. You know, people are going to have to not just be so reliant on the fact that you're going to keep clean sheets because you got Allison and, and Virgil Van Dijk. This now the sort of team ethos um, and the purpose of a team really comes through when something like this happens. Yeah, and another case in point you made there was the clean sheet thing. We got to remember now there've been five games at least that have been played this season and. For any team in the league, keeping a clean sheet's been hard to come by. Even with Van Dijk, we're conceding goals. So I don't think it's going to be... I think traditionally, Mosa was talking about the generations and how things change tactically and everything else. I think with throwing COVID in the mix, throwing no fans in the mix, it obviously has led to a spike in goals and guys maybe having like 15% less concentration when they're playing. So I don't think this league is going to be very um, reliant on a team that's going to win, who's going to keep... uh, keep clean sheets, but rather league where it's going to be the team that scores the most goals. So if yeah. I'm looking at that and I'm taking that on board as well, and I'm going, well, Liverpool do 
on paper at least have the best attacking front three in the, in the country. So why wouldn't they still be able to challenge? <coughs> Sorry, I was in my throat. Sorry. Please don't tell me that Marcial is going to come up with any conversation. <laughs> yes. I think the Chiefs, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Chiefs is going to tell us not to make you about being the best defender in the world. He's getting anxious. I think, no, I think that's fine. I think let, let's move on to the man who's choking on, because choking on the shirt that he's wearing or choking on, I don't know, Marcial, because if he thinks Marcial can compete with the top three, then I'm not too sure. But the big one for the weekend, the Manchester yeah, United I, versus Chelsea. Just, this is the, this is the one. Statements, man, but it's okay. Let's keep going. I'm glad. I'm glad Martial isn't around for this one. It's going to be an interesting grid. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen um, Chelsea's highlights from the Sevilla game, um, so I can't obviously comment on 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 why they they it was a goalless draw. But I guess also. It is good to keep a clean sheet, um, even though you didn't yeah. score. I think that's one positive yeah. that that you take from the from the Champions League game. Um, and I th- and obviously, I think um, he started out with basically what 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 we should say is his best um, back four. Um, and obviously, I think that 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 will give him some confidence going into the game. But um, also, us we we've got some confidence as well, which is good. Um, you know, a win in Paris is, is, isn't easy. PSG hasn't lost for, I don't know, like what, last 12 home games or something like that. Um, yeah. so, so we've got, we've got some confidence, uh, going Marcus Rashford, helping out the kids, two goals in two games. Yeah. So he's got, he's got some confidence, but Another yeah, would have, been, would have been better <laughs> if, 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 Another uh, one. So, 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 DJ um, Khaled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Penalty for Man United. So we'll, so we'll see how it goes on the weekend, yeah. I'm, I'm quietly, yep. I'm quietly um, um, very reserved and very fearful of this, this uh, outing with Man United. If Rashford plays um, in any way that he played uh, over the weekend, I'm quietly concerned. I know you guys don't have Martial, which helps me settle my mind. But um, yeah, it's a difficult game, and like um, um, that that type of performance against PSG can make Man United believe that they can bring it up against uh, the the big six, and yeah, it it worries me. But I do also believe in the the quality that we have uh, on 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 show. As uh, Yech came on for the first time, just ten minutes, not much, not much to ride home about, but um, still very very exciting in my view. To, to to see him actually fit and ready to play. And yeah, I will say this from, from the Chelsea perspective. I mean, they did have Timo Werner. They had most of their players playing. What did look exciting was that Pulisic was playing behind him. So in those yeah. two players, you've got quick players. And now you've actually got someone giving service to uh, Timo Werner, both very direct players. So that was also quite positive for them. And you had Thiago playing. Um, and also, you've got to look at the fact that if Mendy plays, I mean, that guy it kind of looks like a spider angle. He's light on his feet, but he's yeah. jumping around. It looks good. He pulled off one of the big steps. Yeah. yeah. But coming back to the United-PSG game, I think you kind of brushed over it a bit lightly there, Silo. When we're looking at United and what they actually did on the weekend, there, there are a couple of positives you've got to pull from that. The fact, oh, sorry, not on the weekend, the, the, the other day, was that obviously Bruno Fernandes comes in as captain, mm. um, which is, I think that's already... Whether or not he had a spat with Maguire, it's clearly that everyone in the team and in the dressing room, the coach and the club, they know that this man's a leader on and off the pitch. And that's something that you guys have been crying out for in the middle of the park. 
And then he gets the penalty. He misses the penalty. And then he still then demands to take it again and he scores again. So he, technically at that point, he'd missed two and two penalties and he still decided <laughs> to pick up the ball. So a huge, huge leader there. The other and thing he had is a great, ask, game, great, great game afterwards. He was actually very, very pivotal to Man um, United's performance on the day as well. Yeah, yep. definitely, man. And Rashford, I, was, I mean... I, was, I think we obviously, we've always spoken about the attack, but I was just very impressed with, 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 with um, Fred McTominay and the defence. Um, you know, uh, like Fred, his energy, in the se- and especially in that second half, the in- amount of interceptions that he made, uh, McTominay um, disrupting Neymar and, and Mbappe, and then Aaron Wan-Bissaka had um, Mbappe in his pocket. Mbappe literally had to change sides and go to the right-hand side um, to, to, to try and go at um, Luke Shaw. So, and actually, first, first game um, in about 10 months, uh, he, did, he did amazingly well. Uh, he also kept, um, you know, the guys at bay. Um, so I'm quite confident in, in the fact that the, the, the guys showed up. Um, it's just, you know, we just need consistency. That's the most important thing, you know. One thing to show up for PSG, but you need to show up again um, for Chelsea and then Leipzig and then Arsenal, you know what I mean? So you need to show up consistently um, every single time. And then obviously the attack on its day, we know what, what Manchester United, um, the attack can do. Um, they can they can terrorize any defense. Um, so if there's, the defense is good. Uh, but one thing that, that I need to highlight that, that I think I've been slating Ole with uh, previously is his tactics and his in-game management. Like this game, he had tactics perfectly, started out with, yeah. with, 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 with a back three, on. and then he changed it, uh, changed it up with Pogba and went to a back four. And then as soon as Pogba um, came on, we, we, we controlled the midfield a bit more, got a, got a, got a, couple, of, a couple of chances. Um, Pogba created three chances within 23 minutes. So, so Ole did, did well. You know, I'm always slating him for his tactics and in-game management, but, but, but he was spot on. So yeah, let's see where, what he that's, does. That's where, as a Chelsea fan, I'm kind of hoping he messes up. Uh, I hope he gets his uh, tactics uh, instrumentally wrong. Where he kind of, like, you know, like Man United do have a quality arsenal to put together at, at, in the front six. But sometimes they don't put it together for some God knows reason. And yeah. that's what I'm hoping for, in all honesty. Yeah. That, um, you know, we might not have our front six set in stone. But if you guys also mess that up, it'll be... Uh, I think our forensics will be a little bit more expressive if they can come on. Yeah, but yeah, they they both true. arguably at like a different at a different phrase. Like uh, if you're looking at Chelsea, Chelsea, all this beautiful puzzle that you you've seen in the store and you bought it and it was like a one thousand piece puzzle and you're like, oh yes, this is beautiful. I want to buy it and I can work <laughs> on this thing. But as soon as you take all the puzzle pieces, you're not sure where to put them all to to finish yeah, the puzzle. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're at the moment, and that's what uh, Frank is dealing with. So when Kevin says Ollie has Frank's number. You could also argue that maybe Ole is better or he knows how to manage a bigger game because that's where his strength lies. He does well when the team like a PSG has to come at, at a United and they can catch him on the counter. Like mm. it literally, it genuinely looked like Rashford was on the end one um, on, on Tuesday. So it was one of those. And I think he got rewarded in the end because he's also given the time and space. Very different dynamic. A PSG, Neymar and the goal that he scored wasn't even watching the game. He was running, walking back to the center half. He wasn't even attempting to close him down. Whereas I do think that dynamic is going to be very different when Chelsea take them on. Largely yeah. because they are more organized. And if Lampard yeah. sees any player walking, they're going to be in trouble. Not and true. they've got a lot of pace. They've got a lot of pace up front. I'd be happy to see a Maguire back there 
again. Please put him back on, guys. Give him the armband. Give him everything you need to give him to put him back on. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> we, we had someone who asked the question on Twitter and he said, do we think we're going to see a back three uh, back three center halves with United when they take on Chelsea with Axel, Shaw, and Maguire. Celo, what are your thoughts centered around that? Hey, man, I, I feel you must reward the guys that played very well against PSG. You know, it's not easy to to mark um, Di Maria, um, Neymar, and Mbappe uh, and keep them to no goal, basically, because we got it was, a, it was our own goal. Um, so I feel if, if he goes for a back three, keep the same back three, uh, but if he goes yeah. for a back or then um, rather play Axel and 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 um, and uh, Lindelof together um, because uh, you must just reward the players that did well. You know, reward McTominay, Fred, everyone who who played in that game who started, except for obviously Marshall who is suspended. Then start everyone else and then tweak a, a couple of things. You know, um, maybe depending on who he decides with Tellez and and Shaw at left back. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't see any reason to to be bringing back Maguire yet. And also, if he does have an injury. He's not 100%. percent rather bring him back. rather play Maguire against Arsenal. Or <laughs> against next season. Or, or whoever we play against after Arsenal. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? I, will, I will say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. <laughs> what did you say, Wonga? No, I'm saying Arsenal bombing or ravaging. I'm Ketil ravaging. I'm not bombing anything. <laughs> Yeah, but this, this is why I'm saying. Like, this is why I'm saying. If if Maguire does play on the weekend, having three centre backs, no, it's, yeah, it's going to be great for you guys. But I think having three centre backs then to try and counter, like counter defend in a way, the the pace in a Pulisic and a Timo Werner does make sense because then he helps out. He gets helped out by the likes of Shaw and Axel. I think when you're looking at Liverpool, you also got to say when Liverpool play a high line, the reason they played a high line was because they had Van Dijk, right? That's why they got away with it because he's quick. He could read the game well. So they, they actually gambled. A lot of the time, they were just defending with two guys on the, on the halfway line playing with their yeah. fullbacks. In this case, with Arvind you've already seen the change in tactic. Yesterday, they were playing a lot deeper. So they were waiting for one or two things to happen. So that's already... And that was somewhat beneficial for Liverpool because they could get, catch him on the, excuse me, on the counter. So if I'm looking at Manchester United approaching the game in a similar fashion, to me, that makes all the sense in the world. Park it at the back there. Have three guys. Maguire can organize somewhat. Have assistance with pace with the guys around him and then wait for the counter. Nah, I man, think I don't if, know. if they give Maguire a chance, uh, the floodgates will open because he'll be able to turn them so quick. He'll be, he'll be uh, a player that's trying to you know, express himself, get on the ball a lot and, and, yeah, and right. try and be, be influential in the game. Whereas uh, against a team with so much firepower and so much pace, Maguire would be perfect. He'd be the guy that's uh, the, the 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 chink in Man United's armor that we could kind of find a way in there. Whereas um, Juan Basaka, it's very difficult, especially when he's tracking back. His slide tackles, his timing when he's going back is very very good. I I don't is know when you're going to see him actually. Yeah, miss miss out on a couple of those chances and cause penalties and cause free kicks and cause a lot of havoc in those areas. But like uh, Maguire would be an easier target. If you look at it that way, it'd be the, the place that a Werner would go, a Havertz would go. I'd even put a ZH because then you wouldn't need, you just need more more activity around there uh, to keep him on his toes and keep him uh, faulty. Keep him as faulty as he's been over the past season. So 
that's that's what I'd be hoping for as a as a Chelsea fan from this. I do I am happy that Martial isn't playing as well because it it, it does take away a lot a lot more to think about in the, the front attacking force. At, and historically he, and historically he likes to score against Chelsea. Yeah. I'll be honest, guys, I'm not a I've never been um on the, the Martial bandwagon. Um, I think he's got moments. I definitely think... He, I, I tell you, I don't like those sort of players. I think he's got the moments. But, I mean, take take case in point, for example, against PSG. What kind of professional player goes up for a header and closes his eyes? Explain that to me. Just explain that. <laughs> yeah, that all I've seen Cristiano Ronaldo also close his eyes. Want to, want yeah, I've seen time. people do that as well. Man. I've, I've seen Pogba, <laughs> I've seen Pogba block his face while he was while was a free kick and it was a penalty. You know what I mean? Who who puts his hand in front of his face? You know what I mean? United yeah. players. Okay. And this, and this guy's a, you know, so I've seen I've seen so, a lot of dubious I, things. I just I just think like I've seen I, I dubious think, things from, from from other players as well. That I've yeah, but I, I think he, he epitomizes what uh United are going through at the moment or have been going through over the last couple of years. This player with so much potential, all the threat that shows up when he feels like it. And for me, that's not good enough, personally. If I had someone like that, I would flog them. I'd say, this isn't working for me. I wouldn't even give him time to blossom. Like, for example, if, if, if he feels like he's not doing well, he'll just disappear. And then you've got to take him off. As opposed so to Rashford, over, for example. Take Rashford season, into consideration. So last, season, so last season, he didn't feel like playing? Towards yeah. the end, he did all right. When they, the whole team started no, playing. No, the whole no, team but, was playing well. But no, before that, don't forget, he scored, he scored 23 goals in all competitions, right? And he had 11 assists, right? So that means he contributed 34 goals. And he was um, carrying the team when, when um, Rashford got injured before lockdown. So before lockdown, there was no, there was no Rashford, right? Was this pre or post Fernandez signing? This was, this was pre, pre and post. Pre, pre and post. Pre and post. Yeah, he scored. Both. He scored. This is pre and post. You know what I mean? In lock, after lockdown, right? I think he scored. He was the third leading goal scorer in the Premier League after Antonio and... I don't know who was second, whatever. He scored, I think, like six or six goals after lockdown. And like Antonio scored like seven or eight, whatever. You know what I mean? And he and he, but that's six goals out of his 23. So where was his other 17 goals, Claudio, in the in the in the in the season? You know what I mean? Obviously, I think you don't watch Man United as much let's, as I let's, and, 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 let's, and, and, let's, and that's and that's and that's and that's and that's all good and well because um it's similarly to Mourinho, right? You the football isn't great. Players. You'll, you'll, tell me, you'll tell me about Nino and and where obviously we we, we we obviously split in terms of opinions about Firmino. You know, what I mean, I've seen lots of Liverpool fans. No, whoa, 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 Silo, no, no, this is <laughs> no, 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 we're not going down this path again. No, 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 I'm not, listen, I'm not listen, saying that. But, but uh, look, look at look at look at my opponent this weekend. He's saying that he's happy that Marshall's not there because he knows what Marshall can do. You know what I mean? Because Martial is is a direct runner, and Martial is more clinical than more clinical than Rashford. Rashford needs yeah. more opportunities to score. And what I'm what saying, and what I'm saying Martial, is Martial sure. Martial need many opportunities. He's not as yeah, good what, as uh, Andy Carroll. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not as good as Carroll, bro. All, as all as I'm as saying, what I was saying is that Martial will find him for 35 million pounds. Is that oh, you man. know Martial will show up? I'm not talking about showing up for a big game. We know he will, and for me, that that's the issue. Like he shows up for the big games, fine. But what I also want to talk about is that you've got another player 
He scored 17 goals last season. 19-year-old, Mason Greenwood. He wasn't in the squad on the week uh, on Tuesday. He wasn't in the squad on the weekend. There have yeah. been rumors coming out of the club in terms of him having a disciplinary issue, and they're trying to nip that in the bud. If we yeah. go back to, to the England situation, having girls in the room and whatever, him being late for training, all these things. For me, personally, if I've got to compare the two players, that's a player I'm more excited about because if they get it right and they mold him, then he becomes a superstar. So what is happening at the moment? What, what, what is the thought? Yeah. Obviously an up-and-coming player. Um, and yeah. you, don't want to, you don't want to burden him with too much responsibility. You know what I mean? You don't want to... Yeah. Um, he's, he's only, he's only uh, turning 18 or just turned 18. Um, yeah, so obviously the, the reports of him coming late for practice is, is not good. Um, you know, I think he needs to um, watch himself. I think, you know, previously <laughs> he's been, you know, um, sheltered, you know, by, by his father, by, by Solskjaer. But just um, recently he's, he's obviously, I don't know, man, it's, 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 not, it's not the way he should be behaving, especially with the talents that he has. You know, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's shown that he's, he's one of the best, um, you know, under, 18, under 18s in the world. Um, and he needs to just um, watch himself. And I think um, the players in Man United, the senior players, need to make sure that they just, you know, guide him in the right direction. I think Rashford needs to help him out a bit, you know. Um, he's come through the same form of um, pathway at United. He just needs to guide him and say, hey, listen, man, you've got all the talents to become the best player in the world. Um, just, you know, focus on football. Um, yeah, and and I understand that you 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 want to you wanna be cool or whatever but but that's that, that's not the way to be cool you know will Cavani yeah. be available yeah he trained he, he's been training so he, he he felt himself he wasn't fit enough to 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 go to to go to PSG um so I think he will be available definitely um he should be in the squad um so yeah so I think he'll he'll definitely be available I think maybe it, let's rather uh, bring him off the bench um you know if, if need be in the second half hopefully it's all wrapped up by that time uh um, but wrapped yeah. up, don't be wrapped up by that time. If you if you're going to play uh, Chelsea, don't even if you score two 0 up ahead at halftime, it won't be wrapped up. That's uh, yep. the 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 power of that uh, six, the, the front six is going to be menacing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you're front six. No, you don't. Yeah, but like you're, you're, it won't be wrapped up at all. Your friend, you need to ask these guys their prediction, Claudio. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think I think this is for the final segment of the show, guys. We have got in there. We're going to make the predictions. We're going to save the Chelsea and the Manchester. United, I almost said the Chelsea Chiefs game. Sorry, the Chelsea and United game for last because uh, I need to give these guys some time to think about it. So let's start off with the the Wolves Newcastle game, Nick. Seeing as you brought it up, what do you think the final? Well, what is your? Let's actually call this the the betting corner rather. So if you guys are going to place bets, listen to to the gentleman with their knowledge and see if you're brave enough to make a bet. We've got a couple of bets that are um, predictions that have come to fruition. Celo had one last week. I had the one pre previous week, and I'm talking the big games, the ones where the money's at, not the smaller games. Um, <laughs> so I'm going Nick. with a I'm going with a two two draw. Uh, we don't we, we we don't keep clean sheets, but we do score. We've got goals in Callum Wilson, um, and Wolves are due a little slip up. So yeah, I'm gonna go the two 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 uh, draw, and I think that'll be a good result for us away from home. Cool, Mossa. Um, you know, I, I was actually gunning for like a Newcastle to to put something, but. Uh, the points that Nick made earlier are actually relevant. The, the the team's consistency is tough. The management is 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 going through a lot of pressure from the fans. So 
I think a draw would be fair. Um, I think it could be 1-1 for this one. Silo? 2-1 to, to Wolves, man. Um, uh, Raul Jimenez with, with a goal. Um, the, the other one will be from the wing, one of the wingers, or actually maybe like a centre back, actually like a, a Ruben Saiz or or, or or someone. <laughs> the header in the box. Um, but uh, sorry, 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 Nick, man, two one, man. <laughs> That's all right. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm with Silo as well. I, I'm not on the goal scores, but uh, I think it will be a two one win. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm going to round that off. I actually think it's going to be a 3-1 win to Wolves. I, to, to Nick's point, there is a goal in Newcastle, which is why I think they'll score. But uh, I think um, I think Wolves are going to have a fun day on the weekend. Um, the, the, the next game, Burnley versus Spurs. Um, I think it's a I think it's a straightforward straightforward 3-0 win for Spurs. 3-0. I agree, hundred percent. Also, I also think I also said three 0 Nice one, nice one, Wonga. Yeah. You the only one. What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, I think uh, if Bale has started today, it's a good game. Get confidence. I honestly think I'm going to see five going Five. Okay. Five. Tottenham five. No. Cheapest. So, guys, if you're playing your fantasy team, um, listen to Wonga. You want to get some Spurs players in there if they're going to score five get goals Son. against Burnley. Get, definitely I've got get Son. Son. I need to get Kane in somehow. Definitely man. get Son. Son and Kane. You gotta sell oh, wait, somebody. I say it could be. Sorry, sorry. It could be a five-one because there's no clean sheets now. Five-one. Oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Wonga, you know Wonga, guys. He's, he's never decisive with his decisions. He likes going back and forth, but he's settled on five-one. <laughs> Liverpool, Sheffield, Nick. I'm going for a three-one victory for Liverpool. I think it'll be very comfortable. I just see you maybe conceding. I think Adrian worries me at the back a little bit, but I think um, straightforward, back to business, three points in the bag, 3-1 win for Liverpool. Yeah, I think um, they'll probably figure out the, the back four with Fabiano and Gomez there. They've had the, well, they're probably traveling today and uh, figuring out how they're going to work it out. But I think they'll probably have to keep a clean sheet to build confidence. Alisson might be back. Which will help. So I'm thinking three 0 to um, the, to Liverpool. Yeah, I think um, I think three 0 How much three 0 Two. Two 0 Two 0 Yeah. You don't think you don't think Firmino is going to get a goal on the weekend? <laughs> I think I think Mohammed I think Mohammed Salah will get a goal. That's that 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 you can you can put some money on this weekend. Mohammed Salah to get a goal. So captain for uh, fantasy, yeah. yes or no? No, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to create an assist. I think, so, guys, if you if you want to captain anyone in fantasy, you got to captain Kane on top on, man. That's, yeah, that's the well, thing. according to Wonga's one prediction, goal, that's that's one the goal, one. one assist, one goal, one assist. That that's what they do. Minimum one goal, one assist a game. So so those are the people you captain. Salah will, will score them. Wonga, how's, how's your fantasy league team looking? Ah, man, Who's he talking to? Silo. Silo, yeah. Since he's giving ah, nominations. Mine is mine is rubbish, man. It's rubbish. It's, a, it's rubbish. It's a rubbish. It's a rubbish fantasy, actually. Yeah. So please, everybody, don't take what he said seriously. Ignore everything he said. If, 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 you, look, if you look at the bottom, you do have you at have the top risk. six. Yeah, at your own risk. It's a it's a full disclosure. Um, we have the top six in our current in our uh, goal lounge fantasy league. These at the bottom. That's actually what's showing at the bottom is the, our top six. Uh, what am I saying? Top six leaders. Sorry. 
Wonga, what is your prediction of the Liverpool Sheffield game? Uh, 4-1 to Liverpool. 4-1 to Liverpool. I, I actually reckon 4-2. I say 4-2 yeah. to Liverpool. They're going to be goals. I think Sheffield, if Ryan Brewster gets to play, I think they might have a goal on them. Um, Arsenal-Leicester. Arsenal, Nick? I think um, Arsenal will get their victory uh, that I thought they would get last week. Um, Leicester looked a little bit shaky against Villa. Um, when was it? On Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. Without Vardy, they, they don't look as sort of as natural in terms of going forward. And I don't see the sort of goals in there. He might be back and he'll always be a threat. But I think uh, Arsenal 2-0 win, I think, is on the cards for them. And they look solid at the back Arsenal. So I'm going to give them a, a 2-0 win. Mm. I think Arsenal are going to lose 2-0. Um, I think... Um... They, they don't have the, the the outlet of Obama Yang and they don't have like too much firepower in the front. So that that's gonna hamper their, their effects uh partially. And you know, like Leicester do do come up for these big games and do want to show express themselves fully. So yeah, I think two 0 to Leicester. Hey man, Obama Obama Yang scored tonight, so he's back, man. He's back. Hey, oh he's okay, that changes and he scored. <laughs> yeah, him and him and we scored. Two, it's two, it's two one to Arsenal in the 88th minute. So David Lewis and a bomb here. Okay, nice. okay. If he's back, then yeah, it could change the the, the the story. Two one still. I think Leicester will try and bulldoze the game. It's kind of awkward seeing that, but like I feel like they've built themselves into that top six position where they can actually uh, try and throw their muscle into a game. Hmm. I, think, I think it'll be. I think it'll be two one to Arsenal. I think. Uh, the fact that Seonchu is, is is out for the for for at the, at the back for for Leicester, they haven't um, you know since the since the City game they've you know dropped off, which 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 was surprising because we we all expected them to you know to be in the top three or currently, but then they've obviously lost the last two games against Villa and and West Ham, which aren't okay, Villa's obviously uh, been hot, but like West Ham's not the not the hottest team. Um, the league this season, so I think I'm two one to Arsenal. Yeah, I'm I'm saying three one to Arsenal. Um, hey, they, they yes, victim there. <laughs> yes, man, Monga, it's about time there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to echo what you guys are saying. Though. I mean, the defense, or what we look sharp. David Luiz as well is looking like um, I don't know what it is, but maybe he's somehow got his head a bit level. Um, not making erratic decisions. Um, but yeah, I say 3-1 to Arsenal. 3-1 to Arsenal. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. I don't think... I think they're both going to walk away with the points. I know Rodgers knows how to upset a party. So yeah, that, that's what I'm leaning towards. Next game we're going to talk about... We haven't spoken much about it, but the prediction we're going to give rather is going to be the West Ham-Man City game. Largely because, you know, they're fighting for the title and West Ham did just come back from a r- miraculous 3-3 comeback. So Nick... Take us away. I think I think this will be um, straightforward for for Man City. I think um, Pep needs to start getting a sort of run going here, especially with the inconsistent start for most teams. I think if anyone can get a good sort of run and establish establish himself in that top three, top four, um, it will go a long way. So I think they'll win two 0 I think it will be comfortable for them. Yeah, I don't think Pep will have to change too much to get a result from this game. They travelled well. Uh, for the game uh, now in Champions League, and they looked the the part, so I think they should get a two-nil victory from it. 
I say, I say three. I say three one. Um, yeah, I think uh, West Ham will be have some confidence, but just not enough confidence. So uh, the confidence will just get them a goal. Uh, but yeah, City three one. Um, yeah, look for Guru's back, and they're playing Mares. They're not changing much. I say three 0 straight. Could even get four. Um, against Arsenal, they looked uh, pretty decent. I don't, I, I, I don't know. They just look like. Let's say if they could keep the, the form, they're winning 3 4 now. I, would say, yeah. I think, I think Wonga's showing his true colors tonight. I think he's revealing to the public that he, he's quite a betting man. He likes the big, bold statements now. He was, he was shy. He's finally come out of his shell. <laughs> yeah, I think he's his bets. I reckon, I reckon, you know, <laughs> like I'm also a betting man, so I think you guys know where I'm leaning towards this. <laughs> I reckon David Moyes to to also to spoil the milk and give Pep Guardiola a glass of sour milk. So I think you know two one two one to West Ham because you know my boy Antonio, if he plays, wow. if he has a good game. The guy that's possible. better than Messi and Cristiano. I didn't say he was better. <laughs> I did not say that. I love how the words get twisted. I said, I said on his day, on his day, he's as effective. Yes. Yes. These are wow. slick. Listen to how this guy's first word. You shocked my ass, sir. You shocked my ass. I said, I said on his day, he is as effective with those players as he is for West Ham for their sides. Wow. Anyway, point is, point is, <laughs> last prediction: Man United, Chelsea. Nick. I, I see goals. Um, I see lots of goals. I see a Man United team that is very vulnerable. I see a Chelsea team that looks good but also very vulnerable. But I think the home 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 ground advantage is going to play its part. I think it's a three-two win for Chelsea. That's it. We 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 all Trafford, man, sir. Is it Old Trafford? It is. Yeah, that's why I find that quite quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it's it fine Chelsea. because no, the the Champions League game I think was with Chelsea and uh, yeah, man. From from my side, it's good that you had a, 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 a goalless um, result against Sevilla. Very well organized team, very good team that can actually produce the goods on any occasion. Um, I think it's very beneficial that Man United will be missing Martial. I hope that we can express ourselves with having like a, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be saddened by the, the, the idea of having a ZH and um, have us on the field together uh, because I feel like if we put Man United on the back foot, their defense is uh, the, the toughest part to break down. Or not the toughest, but the easiest part to break down. Whereas if we were to try and play them out the field in the midfield and in the striking department, it would be difficult. So I'd give that 3-2 to us as well. I think it will be a high-scoring game. Both defenses are trying to get to know each other. Man United have the same problems that we have. We're gonna, you're going to have a defense which is, if Maguire isn't back, it's a defense which is trying to get to know each other and trying to get to figure out the best formation at the moment. We have conceded a lot of goals, and I think that will continue over the weekend with guys uh, trying to express themselves. So 3-2 to uh, Chelsea, in my view. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking 2-1 to Man United. Um, yeah, I just think that um, Chelsea... Um, they don't have it figured out at the back. Um, they've conceded a, a goal pretty much in every single game. 
Uh, Except for the last one. Um, in the league, though, in the league. So, so I think, I think, yeah, we also don't have it figured out at the back. But I just feel that um, we've got a bit more uh, going for us in terms of um, our midfield is is is, a, is the options in our centre mid uh, are much better than 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 than, than Chelsea's one. Um, where Chelsea does 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 edge it a bit is is is, is the attack um, because obviously we don't have Martial available and then with Greenwood will be playing. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we'll just edge it two one. Yeah, I think I share <coughs> I share the same sentiments as um, as Celo. Um, I thought of, you were uh, choking on his prediction. I wasn't sure. So, yeah, yeah, that, that no, deserves no, a choke. I can't choke. believe you went that way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking about it, but I mean, you do think about it. Chelsea, they players, they interest you. It looks look like a good hot team, but I just I just don't know. I mean, watching I mean watching Man United on the. I mean, yesterday PSG game. Um, with the PSG game, it was um, yeah. You, you you'd feel that. I mean, they with their team, they've been. I mean, together longer. They should they should win it. I mean, Rashford as well um, up front. But yeah, you, the game could swing anyway. But for the sake of the prediction, I go. Um, I would say Man United two uh, one plus a penalty that will get so three one. Kevin is a is a is a is a is a is a Chelsea supporter, by the way. So for the fact that he's he's saying that it's three one to United um, says a lot about how com- how not confident he is in his in his own team. Um, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, no, I kind of understand where it's coming from, man. Like I know, I, it's such a difficult place for for Chelsea at the moment. Like um, uh, you guys did look very impressive against a good PSG team as well, and. Yeah, man, we, we can only offer the, like uh, very good European players at this point in time. And if you guys can contain PSG in that same manner, I think you could do something against us, which is which is scary part. Yeah, oh. especially if, if, if Mount starts, I know Kevin is going to switch off the TV. Actually, I want to ease. I want to ease his worries because it seems to me he's focusing on, he's being fearful and looking at the glass a bit half empty. Um, for yeah. me, I, I see the game ending... And I'd written this down before, so I like the fact that you guys all went with this as well. I think the game is ending 3-2 to Chelsea, despite the fact that Ferguson is this in, in, in the stands, because let's be honest, that's going to be the only home ground advantage. And I think, <laughs> and I think Mason Mount is going to score the, finding, the final goal, and I can see the headlines now. Ole's pressure mounts. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's, that's how I'm ending it. Guys, <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm ending it. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. We enjoy Kevin. We enjoy. We need to find a new host. We need to find someone who's going to wear his United jersey, and not his Amakosi jersey. That's that's what we need to do. That's to especially it. after after getting back into UEFA Champions League. Well done and welcome, by the way. It's been a while. We need to, we need to find a new host, guys. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's how we're going to end I just want to say thanks again to everyone for tuning in we'll catch you again on Tuesday for the second episode of guys can you say it the cool, cool down. down the cool yeah. down let us cool down you're going to be ice cold you're going to be ice cold this, this cool down it's cold as ice nice. <laughs> blue cheers, ice guys. Yeah. thank you very much thank you very much cheers, cheers.